Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Before we kick off the show, I hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, being smart. You know, stay home. I know you go stir crazy. I do too. There's lots of things you can do at home. And, you know, sometimes all that togetherness does make you crazy. So try to find a little time for yourself to kind of recharge, do something. Sometimes moments like these are just for, for you to connect with your family, connect with yourself. Anyway, be well, stay safe. Uh, I know these are challenging times. Um, the hardest, though, are the caregivers and everyone trying to, you know, handle all the issues associated with COVID-19. So uh, my heart goes out to all the teachers and the nurses and doctors and everybody in the front lines. So keep that in mind as well. All right. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Brandy Ferner. Hi, Brandy. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Well, thanks for taking the time. I know we're all in self-quarantine and I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm going a little crazy. Yeah, that's, that's putting it nicely. I putting think. it nicely, right? I know a lot of people talk about how, you know, all this family bonding time, but um, it, it can be very stressful. Obviously, I ha- I'm putting it in perspective lately, Brandy, because I look at what's going on in the front lines with the nurses and the doctors, and oh my gosh, we're all really fortunate to be where we are, and hopefully everybody's staying healthy. Yes. Yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, you look around and you, you think about all these heroes that are unsung and that we've maybe overlooked before, like the grocery store workers and nurses and teachers and all these people who fight for equal rights and, you know, to be paid a fair wage. And, man, they are shining right now. And I think it's great that on one hand that this has illuminated how necessary these people are and how much respect and, uh, and fair pay we should be giving them. Oh, I know. And even um, teachers, they had a very short learning curve to distance learning. I mean, holy smokes! Yes, it's unbelievable. And you know, and you know, I have a, I have a friend, a really close friend who's a teacher, and she, she is saying like this is not actually possible. And so, one of the things that I think is happening right now is we're all putting on this face like we can do it. Let's not change anything. You know, teachers obviously they want to keep their jobs, so they're like, well, I'll do what I need to. And parents, same way, we want to keep the machine going and keep our kids still learning, so that doesn't screw up. But the reality is, it's too much. It's yeah. too much for everyone. It's too much for teachers. Yeah. It's too much for parents. Yeah. And I don't I think as a society we know how to say no or slow down. And so everybody is just getting put through the grinder right now. I agree. Like. And I know my kids are feeling it. I feel like the workload has mm-hmm. been increased. And, um, you know, distance learning is a whole other science. So, you know, sometimes people have to really understand there's a method to everything. And I know that, like I said, my props go out to the teachers for having to do this, but there was no time to say, is this too much? Are we going too fast? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This was, this was basically non-consensual for all of us. Yeah. Nobody, these are things, these are choices that people made in their lives to not homeschool, you know, to not be at home with their kids and to have jobs. And I mean, everybody's choices are getting thrown up in the air. And I think we're really good at putting on a brave face and doing what needs to be done. And I don't know the answer, but I also feel like might this be a good time to really say what's true for us and to say, I don't want to do this. Like, for example, my, my daughter's first grade teacher is wonderful. And she sent some work that says, you know, for some people who need extra help reading, I'm going to give you these extra assignments. 
assignment, um, so here's where you'll find them, or whatever. I emailed her back, and I was like, I love you, but no. not doing that. <laughs> I like that. Already Good. Enough. Yeah. You know, like, why would I add? I'm, we're already a day behind most of the time, and th- we're just not doing it. And she was so sweet and replied and was like, you do whatever, you know, whatever you can, no pressure. But I feel like we all need to be saying no right now, and yet everybody's in a financial crunch. Yeah. They don't want to lose their job. Right. Right. Um, and one note for the kids, too, because um, it was interesting. There was an article a while back, I think it was in Time Magazine, about how um, the younger generation, let's say the millennials, um, they are able to say at work, you know, I need a mental health day. And the other day, uh, my daughter woke up really stressed, and she's like, you know what? I'm too overwhelmed. I, I need a break. I said, and we agreed. Take the day off. And I wrote into the school. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't say I'm sorry. I didn't apologize. But she needs, she needs to take the day off, and here's why. And they were so understanding. And I think more, more people need to do that because you, there are signs of, you know, where people are so overwhelmed and stressed and anxious, especially the kids. Oh, yes. And I also think if you look at moms as well or parents, even though I see moms doing the bulk of all of the schooling work, Everybody has different situations. So for me, I have been a stay-at-home, work-at-home mom for the past 13 years, and I just this year got my daughter in full-day school. So both of my kids now, I also have a 13-year-old mm-hmm. and a 6-year-old, are, are in full-day school. So I've been an at-home caretaker while also trying to work for 13 years. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. I, I have – so I'm just like defrosting from that is, is I think, the right word. Yes. I agree. So what are you doing to take care of yourself? Do you have advice for other people um, when you feel like you're at that breaking point? Yeah, so it's like, I think like everybody, it's this daily roller coaster of a really joyous moment and followed by a really low moment. But one of the things that I'm pretty good about, I have to say, is um, setting boundaries and also requiring that my husband, who's a great guy, is helping me and helping our household equally. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when all this went down, the conversation I had with him was, okay, all of this weight of this pandemic is not going to fall on my shoulders just because I'm the mom and the woman. Yeah. So we need to come up with a schedule that is equal so that both of us are, are shouldering this. So, for example, he gets up with the kids and does breakfast, and then I take over around 8.30, and then I am with the kids and doing school stuff and make them lunch, and that's until about 1. And then at 1, we switch off, and then I get to be the person that goes upstairs and doesn't have distractions and can work like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. And then he's the one who has to juggle and do school, and, and then we come back, and so he does that until about 5 or 5.30, and then we come back and we figure out dinner together because I also said I'm not going to also be the one to deal plan and then cook the meals. So... I'm just knowing that for me to get through this without resentment and and get through this the best I can, I need to have equal help and I'm comfortable asking for it. And I'm lucky enough to have a husband who's like right there willing to do that. I think that's fantastic. 
you know, there's a big lesson in that, you know, speak up, set boundaries and, and delegate who's going to do what and, you know, and as your kids get older, who's going to help out and who's going to do what to, to, you know, make the ship sail as a team. Exactly. And it's hard. And, and right now is a time where I think people are really, like, we're really getting some clarity around broken relationships and maybe broken coping mechanisms. So I think people who are avoiders by nature, distractors by nature, people who are people pleasers, I think right now is incredibly uncomfortable for them in an entirely different way because they're being asked to step out of their personality trait and be something else if they want to set these kind of boundaries. So I think it can also add to the stress of all of this because a lot of people don't even have the bandwidth at the end of the day to sit down and have that conversation with their partner about making it equal, nor do maybe they have the skills of how to do that if they've never set boundaries before. So I think there's lots of opportunity for growth and also frustration during this time. Yes, so let's get to your book because you wrote this. Yeah. This you wrote this book. Um, you're also a podcast host. I want. Let's get into the book yeah. first. Tell me about how you wrote this book. Okay. So what's really interesting about this is I think I inadvertently wrote the perfect pandemic read for moms, and I didn't, of course, know that this was coming. Right. But what I. But what is interesting about it is is the book basically like the short version of it is it's called Adult Conversation, a novel, and it's bizarrely comedic book about the relentlessness of modern motherhood, wherein the main character seeks to answer the question, is motherhood broken or am I? Mm. So after a series of mom wins and failures, she and her therapist end up on a Selma and Lee-style road trip to Vegas, where they're tempted and tested while finding lost pieces of themselves that motherhood swallowed up. So it's like the yeah. first half of the book is a total validation and comedically done about what it's like to be constant caretaker to kids and to try to juggle all the things and to find your value when you don't make money and all the complicated and tangled pieces of marriage and career and all of these things. So that's kind of like the first half. But then the second half takes them on this wild road trip that we all wish we could go on right now. Right. Just <laughs> getting away from it all. So it's like, I didn't need to do it. I didn't know this was going to happen, but the first book I feel like is medicinal for people right now who want to laugh at but also really get into, like, what am I feeling right now in this role of being constant caretaker? And then what does it look like when everybody gets to get out and drive away from the madness, which we're all day dreaming about? Yeah. I was going to say it's 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 you know it's filled with humor and self discovery and it's it is pretty great it's amazing um, and so this is your debut novel. Yes, this is my debut novel. I've been working on it for a while, and you know I've written for Huff Post and Romper and Cafe Mom, and I've been some of my viral posts and articles have been on Good Morning America, and actually my book was just mentioned in the New York Times in an article Yay. about publication. Okay. So the thing is, the things that I'm talking about, my podcast is real talk about motherhood, and I really do like to tackle the things that nobody is talking about, and I have a pretty progressive viewpoint about motherhood and some of the sacrifices and challenges that are specific to modern motherhood. So I feel like I'm, I'm you know, I'm striking a chord with people, and I, I hope to continue to do that, but it's really... This, this never came from a place, this book didn't come from a place of, I would like to be an author someday. Mm -hmm. What happened is, I, as a mom of the then two-year-old and eight-year-old, found myself 
with this idea of what what would it be like if two moms went to Vegas together <laughs> and they could do anything they wanted. I mean, this was a bit of a fantasy, but you sure. know, like what what would they do? Would they would they cheat? Would they do drugs, or would they just order room service and have no one touch them alone in a bed? Like what? I wanted to write <laughs> through what would that look like, and then this other idea came to me about well, but what, what would it be like if there if a therapist somebody who supposedly has it all figured out, what if that therapist, who's also a human being, was going through her own stuff? Because I I, I just, I, I feel like I love therapy, and I also feel like friendships are therapy in themselves, so I was really, yes. so that idea came to me, Yeah. and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep for a week because I thought, I can't write a book. I'm not like an author. I mean, I'm a writer, but I'm not an author, and and I have a two-year-old. Like, there's no yeah. way this is going to happen. And then I couldn't sleep for a week because I was up every night writing down scenes and quirks and I love dialogue. It. And I thought, yeah. well, the only way the only way out of this is through it. And yes. So there's my book. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't help um, when something comes to you and it nags at you and you can't sleep and that's all you think about. You have to do it. You have to. I mean, it's funny because it's almost like, did I even have a choice in that? No. There was no putting it down. No. So in a way, again... Right. <laughs> so what else would you like people to know about the book? I'd also like people to know that I have a pretty dark, quirky sense of humor. So I thought in the idea of, you know, what if women going to Vegas and, and this mom trying to find her value, I also thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if Snoop Dogg was one of their neighbors? <laughs> which we need right about now. So, yep. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yep. Um, can you give out your website and where people can find out more about you and the book? My website is adultconversation.com and you will find everything there. There's information about the podcast, all about me. I mean, that's, that's the place to go. And I have a pretty robust Facebook following and I post a lot on there. We just had a great conversation last night about the judgment between working moms and stay-at-home moms right now that feels like it's all of a sudden uh, been reignited. So, um, right. if anybody wants to join in on the conversation, you can find me there as well. Fantastic. And I love that your love language is sleep. I can relate. 